You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is our review of Skyfall. It's gone. You both know what's at stake here. There isn't much road left. Take the bloody shot. What do you say about a man like that? Three months ago, you lost the drive containing the identity of every agent embedded in terrorist organizations across the globe. 007 reporting for duty. Where the hell have you been? Enjoying death. I only have one question. Why not stay dead? There's no shame in saying you've lost a step. Likely die. Mommy was very bad. The two survivors. This is what she made us. Everybody needs a hobby. So what's yours? Resurrection. All right, everybody. You were just listening to the trailer for Skyfall, and the story is as follows. When James Bond's latest assignment goes terribly wrong, it leads to a series of events. Undercover agents around the world are exposed and MI6 is attacked, forcing M to relocate the agency. With MI6 now compromised inside and out, M turns to the one man she can trust, Bond, James Bond. Aided only by a field agent, Bond takes to the shadows and follows a trail to Silva, a man from M's past who wants to settle an old score. The film is starring Daniel Craig, Javier Bardem, Ray Fiennes, Naomi Harris, Berenice Marlowe, Albert Finney, and Judy Dench. It is directed by Sam Mendes, and it is written by Neil Purvis, Robert Wade, and John Logan. Here to join me today for this Patreon podcast review, I have Sarah Clements. Hello, hello. Josh Parham. Hello, hello. Zoe Rose Bryant. Hello, everyone. And also joining us as a guest here on the podcast from the Patreon, we have Ben Sears. Hello. Hello, hello, indeed. All right. Time to dive in into one of the biggest James Bond films ever made, a film that I would argue in the whole franchise's history was definitely a turning point for this movie critically in terms of awards. Really, everything I think has changed ever since uh, Skyfall came out 10 years ago. It was also very interesting, too, because up until this point, Sam Mendes, while he had done some action sequences before in movies like Road to Perdition, Jarhead, I mean, this was his first real uh, exposure to blockbuster filmmaking with Skyfall. So there was a lot riding on this. It was also uh, the anniversary of James Bond that year. They were celebrating. Uh, what was it? Was it 50 years at that it was time? 50 years, yes. 
Yeah, 50 years they were celebrating. Daniel Craig was at this point three films deep into his tenure as the character. And Quantum of Solace uh, really didn't get the best reception uh, in between this and Casino Royale, which is regarded as one of the greatest James Bond films of all time. So there was a lot riding on this one, and there was definitely a lot of anticipation. You had Thomas Newman doing the score, Roger Deakins on cinematography, and of course, as I mentioned, Academy Award winner Sam Mendes directing here. So heading into uh, Skyfall, I would say anticipation was pretty high, but... What was it, it was able to achieve post-release was probably even higher. Uh, with a banger of an all-time credit song from Adele, uh, one of the hottest uh, stars at the time, and still to this day, actually. Uh, it, it just... It was really unbelievable, the lightning they were able to capture in the bottle with this film. So I'm very, very excited to talk about it here with all of you. Why don't we first start off with the biggest James Bond fan that I know, Josh Parham. <laughs> What do you think of Skyfall? Okay, wow, starting with me. All right. Um, well, let me just set something up first, because I actually think that my perspective might be a little different than maybe of what you are expecting. When I first saw this movie in 2012, obviously there was a huge amount of anticipation for it, being a big Bond fan that I am, and it was the 50th anniversary, so there was a lot of fanfare going into it. And I have to admit that when I first walked out of this movie... My feeling was I really liked it. I don't know if I loved it. And having that mentality in the face of so many people saying that this was a great movie, it's one of the best bomb movies ever made. Maybe it even is the best one. And of course, it made a billion dollars and was so successful. And that has always felt like this very strange dichotomy that I have lived through being a big Bond fan and having this movie be such a crossover hit. And yet I have never really found myself in that territory. And I've rewatched this movie a ton over the years. I rewatched it just recently for our discussion. And I have to be honest that I'm still sort of in that same place. And I should still say, I think this is a really, really good movie. Like I definitely think it's enjoyable. Uh, the writing for the most part is pretty strong. I think that it is beautifully crafted, great performances. Like this whole cast is really great. I very, very much enjoy this movie. But I think that there is something at the core to this film that is kind of missing for me in terms of how I relate to it with other movies in this series. And maybe this is just personally for me, I will admit. But I think that there's something about this film that makes it a better kind of general spy movie than a Bond movies specifically for me. And even though it's very well done, I think it is missing just this kind of special spark to it that gets me invested as a fan of the overall series. And I'll, I'll talk about that more as we get further into like the plot details, but I think that's my main hiccup with it. But overall, still great movie, very, very much enjoy it. But I still, even after all this time, am in the really like the territory and not the love it territory. Understandable. And, you know, there's a reoccurring theme in this movie that is referenced in dialogue and is seen uh, throughout here in terms of the legacy of James Bond and how it is kind of caught in between with 
paying uh, respect and reverence to the past while also forging a new era into the new. And I do think that that is something that you're kind of in the crosshairs of here, Josh, a little bit with your love for the franchise. So it'll be very interesting to uh, dive a little bit deeper into that as we go here. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today, such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts. And new episodes come out every Monday. Uh, why don't we now kick it over to our guest, Ben Sears. Ben, uh, you requested to be on for this uh, podcast review with us here. What do you think of Skyfall 10 years later? Um, yeah, I I think personally, uh, I go back and forth between this and Casino Royale as my personal favorite uh bond film um for i i remember very specifically uh going to see this movie opening night which for me at the time was kind of strange because i didn't really go to the movies too often and when i did they were mostly like to see the uh, best picture nominees so i don't really remember exactly what it was that made me want to go specifically on opening night to see this uh, I mean, I, I really liked uh, James Bond at the time. I really liked Casino Royale. I didn't uh, really like uh, Quantum of Solace. That was uh, a pretty miserable uh, theater experience for me, but we don't have to get into that. Um, and uh, 10 years later, yeah, I think this one still holds up really well. I think... Um, while it may not be if you were to uh show an alien the uh the perfect james bond film or, or what what uh what a james bond film uh most accurately looks like i don't know if you would pick this one necessarily but i think uh if you wanted to show an alien a really really good just action film with james bond in it i think this would probably be one of them yeah yeah i would definitely concur uh with that statement i mean all these years later uh skyfall has been regarded as one of the best action films of the last decade so i don't think you're wrong in saying that and once again going back to what josh was saying earlier in terms of it whether or not if it's a great james bond film uh that is something that we'll definitely explore here 
Sarah Clements, I saw you were giddy with excitement to rewatch this film the other night on social media. Tell me, what do you think of Skyfall? Um, I mean, first of all, this rewatch comes at a fitting time for me because I'm tr- I'm committed to watch all of them. And I just watched um, the from the first, beginning from the beginning. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. So I started I got two Sean Connery's down. I got how many more James Bonds left? Like 27. We'll get there. <laughs> are, are you including Never Say Never Again? Yes. I'm doing the two that are not in the oh. canon or whatever. I mean, I, I would give you permission not them. to do that, but it's on you. <laughs> I, I need to see all of them. I'm committed. And now is this like for a piece of your writing or is this just bucket list? I want to just get it over with. Um, Save it. I've done it sort of thing. Kind of bucket list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, and I feel like once I get to the Daniel Craig ones all over again, I don't know if there'll be a film that'll be as good as Skyfall. Cause like Ben said, I flip flop between Casino Royale and, um, Skyfall all the time. And I mean, this one, the, I don't remember the last time I watched this one, but I was gripped again from the very beginning with the heart stopping action that just keeps coming and coming in that gorgeous cinematography and the score and the settings like the Chinese casino that's illuminated on the water and Javier is a fantastic villain he's so slimy and I always think about when he takes off his teeth that's an image I'll never be able to forget Um, and I just love the overall story I feel the stakes are so high especially with um Javier Bardem's character and M's dynamic and their history. And I mean, that third act is just perfection to me. So, yeah, I loved watching it again. Awesome. Love hearing that. Zoe, what about yourself? What did you think of Skyfall? So this was actually the first James Bond movie um, I ever saw. Uh, I was in eighth grade, I think. And I actually, I only really went because I loved the Adele song, so that got me into the theater. <laughs> hey, you know what? The marketing team is high-fiving each other right now over yeah. that, so they did their job. <laughs> they did. That, she was, like, my favorite artist at the time, and I was listening to it on repeat, and I was like, let's go see what this is about. Um, and <laughs> I was just enamored with it from start to finish, and it was really, I think, a great introduction um, to the mythology of James Bond, but especially the Daniel Craig run, because I went back and then watched the rest of his. And like everyone else has said, Casino Royale is definitely the other masterclass in this little five film saga. Um, but yeah, like the action was just astounding. You could really feel the Nolan influence um, in Mendez's direction. Um, the overall scope of the story, it felt really epic. And I usually thought of like James Bond as like, oh, these little like small spy movies and stuff. Like my dad had had them on in the past, but I never really paid attention. And this felt like, you know, this giant globe trotting film. And it was just really engaging. And I was a big fan of um, Naomi Harris. I thought she was phenomenal. And Judi Dench just broke my heart, especially at the end. And I was like, this is my first time with this character and I'm crying. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I, so I'm not the biggest fan of the franchise overall. I can't speak to like, how it compares to the others. I've gone back and watched like some more Sean Connery's and Pierce Brosnan's, which, you know, towards the lower end of everything. But this is still my favorite Bond film. And it always has a special spot in my heart, I think, for being the first Bond movie to really get me into all of them. All right. A little bit of context here for me. Uh, So 
the Pierce Brosnan James Bond movies I only ever saw at home on television. My dad was into them at the time, and I had never seen any of her James Bond films prior to that era. Casino Royale was the first James Bond movie I ever saw in a movie theater. And once Quantum of Solace like came into theaters, I was kind of like hooked at that point. I just found myself going back to the theater to see James Bond movies. Now, I remember when Skyfall came around, I was really excited for this because I'm a pretty big Sam Mendes fan. I really, really like a lot of his work, if not all of it. And so heading into this movie, I was probably the most excited for a James Bond film that I'd ever been up until that point, even though Quantum of Solace had kind of left a sour taste in my mouth. But then again, like I kept saying to myself, well, the only place to go from here is up. And the trailer looked gorgeous. Everything that Roger Deakins was doing, I was sold on it. I was ready for this movie. And I liked it quite a bit back in 2012, so much so that it even made my top 10 list that year. I think it came in at number 10 uh, when all was said and done. I was really quite enamored with it. Here I am now, 10 years later, and I'm watching it again. And I got to admit, there are some elements in this movie that I do think are at either all timers for the entire franchise or very, very close to the top. But the overall movie itself I got to say, I like I, I fall definitively now, especially because we just rewatched it recently for another uh, throwback podcast review when No Time to Die came out. I'm a Casino Royale guy now over Skyfall, I have to say at this point. And it's not to say that Skyfall is a bad movie by any means, but I definitely think it's maybe been just a tad bit overhyped, just a tad, both the year it came out. And in the 10 years since then, I still think it's a really good movie. Really, really enjoyed it. But all-time greatest James Bond movie? I don't know if it's quite there. I do think, though, there are some elements of it, though, that would rank pretty high. So, for example, I mean, either this or No Time to Die are probably the best-looking James Bond movies of all time. Wouldn't you all agree? Oh, of course. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And then I would say Silva, played by Javier Bardem. I don't know, Josh, you've seen every James Bond film, and so you could speak to this more than any of us here. Where would he rank for you? Because of all the ones I've seen, he's at the very top for sure. Yeah, Silva is an interesting case for me because I, I have to like judge him in two different realms. There is like the Daniel Craig era of Bond villains, and then there's like the overall scheme of the entire franchise and i think for craig specifically he is by far the best he is so as as sarah mentioned like he's so slimy but you're so captivated by him at the same time he's got this wild energy to him that's also kind of reserved as well so it's very unpredictable and dangerous and i think all of that is really fascinating to watch and it works perfectly for this movie i do think though that because his plot is so focused on basically just trying to get back at M and not even Bond himself. I I find that to be kind of a weird motivation to sustain the whole movie for. And it's not that I think it's necessarily like bad, but I think what it ends up doing for me is that he is a villain that kind of makes Bond a little bit passive in this story, to be honest. And I think that is One of the major reasons why I walked out of this film at the time feeling a little unsatisfied, because 
it to me it just feels like a movie where the villain has such a focus on another character and bond is just sort of along for the ride and i think as a fan as somebody who has a little bit of a stronger connection to this series than some other people do i think that's the element that makes me feel a little underwhelmed as i'm watching the overall movie but it still doesn't take away from this great performance that javier bardem is giving in the film hey everyone sorry to interrupt but this is a preview of our throwback review from 2012 for skyfall here on the next best picture podcast in order to get the full review, you will have to head on over to Next Best Pictures Patreon, where for $1 minimum a month, you will get the rest of this two-hour-long review, along with other exclusive podcast content from us as well. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture Podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.